0: It takes a lot of work for an Austrian tango to become a hip-hop song overseas. Perhaps the most important step in the process is having the First World War occur. The aftermath of the war inspired the lyrics written by Julius Brammer in 1924, which dealt with the fallen status many soldiers experienced at the end of the war. The lyrics became attached to music in 1928 when Italian composer Leonello. Cassucci discovered Brammer's work in Vienna the completed song became a sweeping success after being performed by several orchestras in Germany that year the song moved to Italy and other parts of Europe from 1928 to 1930 and the song's wild success was enough for publishers Chapel and co to commission an English translation of the lyrics from popular lyricist Irving Caesar Caesar took out the Austrian references removing the historical aspect of the song while maintaining its sentimental value Bing Crosby was one of the first to perform the English version of the song in 1931, but it did not turn the song into an American hit. In 1956, Louis Prima recorded a second version of the song, having already recorded a version in 1945, which turned the original piece into a medley. Combining the Austrian classic with the 1915 jazz hit, I Ain't Got Nobody. This new version was based off Prima's upbeat Las Vegas stage performances and became the opening track for his album, The Wildest. This high energy performance went on to become Prima's signature song and the definitive version of the European hit song in the West. That's right, we're talking just a gigolo, originally written by Julius Brammer and Leonello Casucci, and translated by Irving Caesar on Cover Me. Turn down the music and turn up the two dudes talking about the music for Cover Me, the only podcast that talks about famous songs and their many cover versions, compares them against one another to find out which one is selling each romance. I'm your host as always, Jake Cressy, joined by my sad and lonely co-host, Alex Mildenberger. Alex Mildenberger, how is it going? Sad and lonely.
1: Like you said. It's a lie, Alex. That's a lie. That's a lie and you know it. You're right, I'm lying how's it going? Like normal? Normal?
0: Like normal or yeah. like new normal?
1: Um Old Or normal? like
0: New Normal was spelt with an L an NU. N-
1: like like new funk? Yeah, like no. n- New New Metal. New metal, that's the one. Um I'm sure there are other genres are other that throw the NU in, in there. Um yeah, honestly, like it's it's been pretty uneventful in the last little bit. It's mostly just very smoky. So I don't want oh, to go yeah. outside because it's like air quality report is a four out of ten. You know what it was
0: last weekend? Ten. Two. Damn. Okay. <laughs> Couldn't see That's crazy because I'm in the wildfire province and I guess just the wind has blown everything not my wind, way.
1: I think blows in from the sea. And that's why we that's have correct. Chinooks over here. If I'm not Chinooks. mistaken. Chinooks. I mean,
0: sometimes wind blows in other directions. I don't know if you've mm, noticed this.
1: That doesn't sound believable
0: it's not just from the sea
1: <laughs> i don't think that's quite right all right pretty sure the all wind, right. Right. I'm sure the wind so. doesn't change that's why the wind is known as such a such a consistent and reliable thing metaphorically speaking
0: that's right yeah that's yeah any way the wind blows means it <laughs> from the sea
1: yeah yeah always the same
0: yes it's covered in smoke um that's tough
1: I mean, it's manageable. It sucks,
0: it sucks to suck. I mean, yeah, I guess. <laughs> right, yeah, and you're in a a big house. You got a basement there. You probably got air purifiers.
1: We we don't, but like it, it seems to be better inside. I don't know why it's better inside.
0: Like typically, yeah.
1: I, I guess things do get filtered, cause, cause the furnace filters things.
0: Yeah, surely there must. There's be a some furnace
1: filter, filtration. but it's like I don't know. It's going better better than I would expect. I would just expect there to be smoke everywhere, and it's not.
0: Right. It's been a while since I've been in Calgary when the smoke has been in in bloom.
1: Yeah, happens a lot actually.
0: Yeah, it's a pretty regular occurrence. i then mean, you you like walk around outside, and it's you're just like, am I in hell? Is this what hell is? This is just I like mean, smoke. And a weird colored sun, you're like, I don't know where the fuck I am, but it's not a good place to be. I mean,
1: if God has indeed forsaken his children, as is likely, we probably are in hell.
0: Mm-hmm. Probably. So there's your weather report for today. Um, awesome, Alex. How's that dog doing? Uh,
1: dog is doing, uh, doing, I mean, he's growing, you know? He's, he's growing. Puppy. He's uh, he's getting pretty pretty nippy, so we're, that's the Difficult thing to curtail, right? Uh, speaking of which, not a curly tail on this one, huh? Mm. Just, Just
0: gotta send that back, send curly, it back to the breeder, Alex. Curly
1: fur, though, but the tail curly is fur, no straight. curly
0: tail, tail is P straight. Fascinating. Well, that's that does it for our dog talk segment. Yeah. Um, right off the bat here, just some housekeeping. Rate us and review us. We're on Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, your favorite podcasting app, your least favorite one. Tell all your friends about us. Subscribe to us. You know, do all that. Communicate with us on Twitter. Hashtag Twitter. <laughs> Whoops. Um, you may have noticed, been changing up the intro at the start there. Today it was let me take a look here, turn down the music and turn up the two dudes talking about the music for cover me. That was today's intro. It's our most accurate. You like one, that one. Definitely. Definitely accurate. Um, it definitely encapsulates what the podcast is right there. If you like that intro, hit hit me up, let me know on the Twitter. Hashtag that's not right and tell me what you want me to say on the next one because i'm doing this for at least the rest of the summer somebody's car is going off outside I can hear. You. then you can if you want me to just go back to saying that's right this hashtag that's right baby you can also hashtag cover me Pod, at jake the cressy at some alex wise guy you can also email us at CoverMePod me at gmail.com send us your comments questions concerns suggestions for future episodes it's entrepreneur summer we're in the party side of the mullet now. We're talking about non-stop sex w- work, I guess. Sex work. It's going to be a horny month. Let's get it going. Alex, we're talking about Schoener Sh- Gigolo. Yeah. Uh, which which translates to beautiful gigolo.
1: gigolo. Um Gigolo.
0: Written by some Austrian line, dude. The
1: second line is...
0: Something else, jigolo. Something
1: else, jigolo, and it means. Ah, oh, hang on, I got it here. Poor gigolo Look at that.
0: Poor jigolo. Oh,
1: poor gigolo
0: Ah, uh, poor gigolo Um, Alex, you've never heard this song in your life until this week, right?
1: No, have you?
0: Yeah. Um, I for some reason, I'm. I think I came across the village people version first.
1: Yeah, it's got to be one of the, like, poppier ones, I would imagine.
0: Yeah, because I remember I saw it. I think I was probably just looking up goofy-ass music videos, which I spent a lot of my time doing in high school. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, the Village People's got to have some goofy shit. Like, let's see what the, the YMCA is about. And then I saw there was a, a video called Just a Gigolo. I was like, that's insane. You can't write a song about being a male whore. And turns out you can. You can do it as early as the 20s. and. Yeah. So I watched that and I remember my dad singing the song once. I was like, What the fuck, dad? Are you singing the village people? He's like, No, David Lee Roth. And I was like, Oh, okay, that makes more sense. And so that's how I became familiar with probably the more modern versions of it. I mean, I say modern, the versions that are like 50 years old now.
1: Yeah, but still in the not super old, you know, after we got like decent recording technology.
0: Yeah. You know, something something more preserved, something with videos on YouTube, something you could show to a Gen Z, and they would say, "Who the fuck's David Lee Roth?" And you say, "Ah, oh, come on, don't do that to me."
1: Or you know, your roommate the... who doesn't really know rock and roll stuff or names. Right. You know. Well, from it's
0: Van dog, <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah, but it's a dog, Alex. It's young, a fucking though, baby.
1: Young. Are we still are um, we still on yeah. Gen Z or are we doing younger than that now? Is it we on the next I don't year? know, is
0: there younger than Gen Z? What do you even call that?
1: Um, I think they're just children, like babies. Okay. I, I don't children really know like how babies. long These generations, generations last? Generations last. And I think it it it's it depends on like cultural influence. like Sure yeah. Well, all the
0: articles I always see are like millennials are turning 40 and I'm like, I'm not turning 40.
1: Or younger millennials. <laughs>
0: I know, right? Well, that's how, how broad it can be, my man.
1: Yeah. I don't even know. Yeah. What does it even mean?
0: What does it mean? Nothing, maybe? Hit us up on Twitter. Hashtag gen nation. Gen um, Alex, so you've been exposed to this song this week. What are, you, what are your thoughts? Uh,
1: what are your feelings? It is an extremely um, novel song. Mm-hmm. Uh, one, because of the gigolo thing, where I believe when it was originally written, A gigolo was not, like, a prostitute. It was just a, like...
0: More of a private dancer? Yeah, a private dancer. A dancer for money?
1: It was basically that concept. So it's it's a very similar idea to that song, in that there's kind of, particularly in the newer um, versions, this implication of, like, prostitution. But at some point, someone was like, no, it's just about dancing and getting paid to do it, and, like, how that is a lonely thing yeah and like alienating but then also well, yeah. like apparently there's this stuff about how he was a soldier in the war and austrian also so he like lost you know austria lost the first world war and uh yeah that was a big deal because the country the whatever state i guess had to rebuild and like people mm-hmm. were poor and stuff
0: yeah, and well, they were also, like, a militarized nation. Like, it, was, the military was held in very high regards. Yeah. And so you enjoyed a lot of benefits as, uh, like, as a high-ranking military member, which the character in the song is. So I, I was looking up just the, the actual lyrics for the original version and came across this fucking mudcat.org. Yeah, that's where I, where I took some, them from, too. To someone yeah, who translated where this, them directly. Yeah. I, and he was—he's was very passionate about how this song is supposed to be like a biting sort of criticism, almost of, of that Austrian uh, society. And I mean, like, ah, oh, these soldiers—they fucking suck, and now they, now they're, they're getting what's theirs. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's it's sort of meant to to mock, from his perspective, it's meant to mock these uh these soldiers who are now brought low after the war, which they lost. Uh, Which, of course, is absent in the Irving Caesar translation, because how are you going to sell that to a Western audience?
1: Yeah, there's a lot there that, uh, especially, like, an American audience wouldn't get so much because they, like, win their wars. Or or, or just abandon them, and it doesn't really touch the people that much, as much, in the same way as, like, Mm -hmm. the direct devastation of being invaded.
0: Yeah, exactly. And so that I think that's a reason, at least from my understanding, that the song was so popular is that it touched on something that was very real that people were seeing and experiencing, this this sort of collapse of the society and how it affected these soldiers who just, you know, months ago were held in such high regard.
1: And now have fallen low and kind of shows, like, the fragility of just everything, particularly this setup of society that is so, like, warmongering kind of
0: yeah um with that let's jump into i'm i'm gonna use this guy's translation i know this is a semi sketchy source it's got a dot org in the address come on it's got to be something yeah honestly um, like yeah it seems
1: perfectly fine like it's supposed to be a more direct translation
0: mm-hmm. so. um but here we go i'm gonna so i'm gonna use this translation because i'm not gonna attempt to butcher fucking german the german translation uh, yeah yeah. Decline um so he's, so we've got the first uh first verse here. The little lieutenant, he was the best rider and all hearts immediately flew to him. He could kiss and dance without peer. He came, saw and conquered in no time. Many months he fought over in France, soon at the like cell uh Piave wherever. Now nothing else is left to him. He became a gigolo. <laughs>
1: Um these translations are
0: meant to be pretty literal. Like Yeah, yeah. it doesn't rhyme. It doesn't rhyme. It's uh but yeah, this dude he used to be the best. Um people loved him. He was also already good at kissing and dancing. Yeah, seems like like Gigolo skills.
1: It is, yeah. Like he's but but different from Gigolo skills, it's like he's doing something because he enjoys it and because everyone there is enjoying themselves. Sort of yeah, like, that is sort of the big you know, twist of this He's the soldier, one. you know, and when he's, on, he's out in the town, he's in his military garb or whatever, and, like, the ladies are all over him because he's wealthy and powerful kind of thing.
0: That's right. When your military class is also the high society class, I guess there's an expectation to be good at high society things such as dancing and kissing. And,
1: I guess, kissing, yeah.
0: Yeah, it's only for the rich. Only the rich people are allowed to kiss.
1: Yeah. Yep, I know that.
0: But yeah, he's established as a man of status, and not only that, but like he did fight in the war. He it was it's he's not depicted as a coward or anything. Yeah. At least not here. And he's,
1: he's he's good at that too, like.
0: Yeah, he's the best rider.
1: Yeah. g what is it? Uh, Hussar.
0: Mm-hmm. Which
1: is like a, which is like a ca- a, a cavalry, cavalry and I either. think
0: they typically like guarded high 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 importance things. Like, people in a ship.
1: Like, the actual, like, royalty and
0: stuff? Yeah, like, they'd be, like, the royal guard kind of thing. So we would come to the chorus where it mentions his Hussar status. Um, beautiful gigolo, poor gigolo. Don't think back at the times where you as Hussar with golden braid could ride through the streets. Uniform is gone, lovers say bye-bye. Um, beautiful world, you went in pieces, even when it breaks your heart. Show a laughing face one pays and you've got to dance.
1: Yeah, like this is a concept that I believe kind of came up in Private Dancer. At a least, dancer for money? Yeah, a dancer for money. Like he he's doing this, he's a gigolo now and even though he's sad, he can't uh he can't show that. He has to put on mm-hmm. put on a happy face.
0: That's right, and it, he's in. It's very funny, but like don't remember those times, you know, when you, you were awesome and those. you had golden britches. Just makes me sad. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, well, now you've just brought those up for me. Thank you.
1: <laughs> just, just don't think about it. Whatever you do, don't think about how great you used to be and how awful were.
0: Yeah, are. exactly. But, he's um, still but hot, yeah, again, it's like.
1: According to the first line.
0: That's right. So. I mean, he's working as a gigolo. He's yeah. got at least be. He would have been fit, right, at the very least, as Soldier? a. Military soldier. Been... Probably had um, but yeah, his, u- his uniform is gone and the lovers leave with it. So he loses his his social rank and even personal. His lover leaves him. Mm-hmm. And now he's got to dance for spare change. Um, and then we come into the final bit. He says, he became a dancer, but the earth moves on. Uh, the little lieutenant dances for his daily bread. If only mother would be cheerful one more time. <laughs> she must not feel the bitter poverty, the place where he has listened with a champagne to beautiful songs, where he has danced and been merry as can be. There he dances again daily, but only as a gigolo.
1: Yeah, this one really piles it on, eh? It's like his mom yeah. is, so, does no, no longer feels happiness. Like, oh, jeez. <laughs>
0: like, holy fuck, yeah. And again, he's, yeah. he's
1: doing the things that before he did because he enjoyed them. But now, kind of, he has to do it to support himself. And, and the joy is gone. Mm-hmm. The cheer, if you will.
0: Exactly, because he, he did technically do the same things in these places. Dance, and maybe he probably drank. Yeah, he probably drinks both times, but now the context has changed. Now it's his, it's his livelihood, so... Yeah, I guess. It's just not the same.
1: That concept of like putting up a facade even though everything on the inside is falling apart also kind of ties in with the like criticisms of the upper class that fell mm-hmm. apart like immediately after the war kind of thing. Yeah. So there's there's layers. More than you'd think, uh, especially if you just don't understand the lyrics and it's all noise to
0: you. Yeah, if you just knew the, the Irving Caesar translation, which is pretty simple in comparison. It's just like, yeah, gigolos, you lose your youth, everybody forgets about you, huh? but we'll get to that in a bit. Whereas this one's like, oh man, this guy used to be fucking top of the pops, and now it's just a gigolo. You're like, oh. Sucks, I guess. Pops. This one is really about the collapse of a person. in 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 lines with society as well rather than just like a guy who is a gigolo
1: yeah so yeah it's about both of those things happening sort of in tandem
0: that's right and in defense of the irving caesar translation we'll talk about it when we get to the Bing crosby version but he does include a verse about it still being a war hero but that gets removed from most versions
1: true he also only has one verse but yeah more on
0: that yeah More on that later. Um, Yeah, so that's this version. We're going to talk about the earliest recorded version that I could find, which was by... what? Oh, I didn't put down the name of this group. So many people. It's an orchestra. It's... the guy's name is Dajos, or Dajos or some Bea, and his orchestra. With the the singer being Kurt Muchart. Something German.
1: Yeah, wait. Kurt Kurt?
0: Yeah, I believe so. I, I see
1: Leonello, Richard Tauber. Oh, see, so it, it lists the name. It lists da, Dajos Bella. And then there's like mm-hmm. after that it says Oh, it says Consulter Orchester, which I assume is the orchestra.
0: Yeah, so see I'm pulling straight from the uh the Wikipedia page for this information.
1: Oh, I'm just reading the um weird album it's kind of wrong yeah which has 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 like a ton of shit in there yeah yeah, there's so many um but yeah i think richard tauber is singing
0: okay this one says so i'm reading from wikipedia here it says the song was first published by wiener Bohem verlag in 1929 and performed by several orchestras in germany that year including dahos bella's orchestra with the singer kurt mochart
1: I don't know. I just looked up the names that were on Spotify. But they're also I mean that that's smart too. But I mean (laughs) So so, I
0: don't know. Suffice to say, it's a German orchestra from nineteen twenty nine.
1: It is, yeah. Um and someone's singing.
0: So first thing you're gonna notice when you listen to this version, it sounds like shit. What kind of recording equipment did they have back then? Not great. A, A tin can? What did they just put this in a bottle and you have to open it and hope the sound's still good Sounds
1: like post war Austria. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, this is true well, they are uh, German orchestras post war Germany,
1: yeah, which was you know doing so well,
0: yeah, famously doing great
1: famously doing great um in nineteen twenty nine I'm trying to remember the exact years, but yeah they I don't think that was um after their sort of economic recovery, yeah. Um, yeah, it, it sounds really old. So it's, I mean, old recordings sound kind of like this kind of teeny and, Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. One thing I always wondered about this is if it's degraded over time, like Mm. I've heard supposedly some like older cheap movies, like the, like B movies from the seventies or whatever sort of have a really washed out look. And what I've always heard is that that is because the actual film has degraded, and in the 70s, they were less washed out. So the look we associate with older movies is because the film itself degraded before we could convert it into digital, Mm. You know, before we could actually preserve the original um, sort of color grading or whatever you want to call it. Right. So is there an aspect of that to this? Because on the one hand, yes, I suspect the recording, it wasn't as good back then. But has it also lost some of what it had in that? Yeah, in the day? like
0: when? When Wait. did we take this into digital format? You, you <laughs> Man, might be right there. Way later. Way later. Yeah, way we're talking 1929. Later. These these fucking yeah. things came out. Like.
1: <sighs> anyway, I'm curious about that, but I don't know if there is any way to know that.
0: There's no way to know. You've got me thinking of that painting, that Jesus one that was restored. <laughs> Where and just then, some
1: random woman tried to restore it.
0: Yeah, I was like, oh, mm, fuck. And then it came out looking like shit. <laughs> Which is a different cause, because it's not necessarily time that fucked up the restoration. but
1: Yeah, although, yeah, it was pretty faded before that.
0: Yeah. <sighs> Interesting. I've never thought of that applying to music. But, and I don't uh, know. Maybe it
1: doesn't. Because, honestly, we probably could use those recording techniques, record something, and see what it sounds like. Has someone done it? Maybe I should look it up.
0: Maybe. I think I just think, like, in 29, there would have been vinyl in 29, right?
1: Yeah, I think so. Or some so version really depend- of, like, the gramophone. Mm-hmm. I think they they weren't always made of, like, vinyl, but it would have been a similar concept. Right.
0: Something, yeah. So it, a Could record disc.
1: Yeah. Anyway. Plus recording techniques. Like, recording really changed a lot in, like, the middle of the 20th century right middle decades when there's a lot of like pop music being recorded so this wouldn't have been recorded using a lot of techniques obviously not developed until then so that's part of it too Mm. so there's just so many reasons that this is old and sounds like it
0: yeah particularly the biggest reasons being the year it was made in and the year it was recorded i think are big contributing factors to why it sounds old
1: gotta be right (laughs) Those two very important things. <laughs> two um, very
0: important features. Good points, though. Very interesting. Uh, and I like that you brought that up because there's not a lot else interesting to talk about with this one, to be honest. it's uh, <laughs> It sounds orchestral. It sounds like a sort of stage show performance. You've got uh, a backing of strings and some piano. And I think accordion as well. Yeah, Is that an accordion some, that opens Yeah, this? like right
1: at the start, there's some accordion.
0: Yeah. And then you get a very operatic singer yeah, singing school. about being a gigolo.
1: And, um, it's really hard to hear the back like the music because just the way it worked out, like the it's old, it sounds old, yeah, it's and, old, and you can hear like the vocals are really the focus because probably just out of necessity, I mean, honestly, it could've been recorded with one microphone i I doubt it, but maybe,
0: maybe, yeah, I don't know but how I also think like what from what that. you can hear, like the strings really just back they they just do the vocal melody, yeah, yeah. So, so, yeah, like, it is, there is a little of both. Maybe it is that, you know, the vocals are the only part coming through clear. But also, I think the vocals were the focus regardless.
1: And also, but it's also, it's a dance piece, which is a little unusual, because I don't know much about, like, tango. tango? That's right,
0: it's a tango, yeah. yeah.
1: Which is interesting to think about, that, like, people were dancing to this fairly slowly, but, like, dancing. Mm-hmm. And that's what this was for. It doesn't feel like dance music.
0: No, certainly not. Not not from my understanding of dance music.
1: Yeah, but I never did, like, ballroom dancing or anything, so...
0: No. We learned the fox trot in middle we school. Did, and that's... I don't
1: even remember it.
0: You just... Imagine a fox trotting? Just do that.
1: Oh. Oh! That explains it.
0: Ah, uh, he's got it.
1: <laughs> fox. Like a fox. Trotting. That's right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, that solves that.
0: It does solve that um and you get a big instrumental section in here around the two minute mark that's your only big yeah like, and that's I a mean, thing that happens. It plays the
1: main melody like um which really is just that na-na-na-na, na-na-na-na, <laughs> so it kind of repeats that and that's the chorus really and then there's sort of a different melody in the uh in the verses but it's still a similar mm-hmm. like kind of looping concept because in both of them it's like a couple lines will be a melody and then they'll repeat the melody for the next couple lines. And then like the yeah. final line will be will be switch it up. Right. So that's kind of the structure it follows generally. Hmm. But yeah, other than that, the instruments are supporting it. There is, I noticed in the particularly the instrumental section, there's like a xylophone sound.
0: Oh yeah, that. it's pretty thin, but I
1: think it's something like that. And there's also yeah, you can definitely hear the percussion at the start of the and then yeah,
0: Yeah, quite large. It goes very big.
1: So I think way later on, I don't remember which version. Like there's a marimba that sort of replaces that, but it's not something that comes up very often.
0: No, certainly not. And there is a version later that'll play this one. Sort of does it with that. This like very quiet in the verse, and then big. And, other, and, and solely the instrumental section here but another version will do a sort of you know small section big section mm-hmm. back and mm-hmm. forth kind of thing That we're, that's a little more modern
1: yeah and another thing i've always wondered about some of these old things because it's hard to tell from a modern perspective is like this to me doesn't sound that like unusual out there like
0: no, like it if sounds this, pretty good This could be in like book. any
1: old movie, and I'd be like a like intro, like opening credits sequence, and I'd just accept it. Yeah. So it just kind of sounds old. At the time, was it unique in that way? Well, it was a big hit. Maybe it was just because of mm-hmm. the lyrics, and as we said, the vocals seem to be more of a focus. But the rest of it—that's it, right. The the rest of the music just kind of supports that, and like it has yeah a, a melody, a distinct melody, but really. It's just kind of like, oh, we played some strings, and also there's a xylophone sometimes, or something.
0: Yeah, well, it's very interesting that, like, the the lyrics were written in 1924, and then four years later, we attach music to it. Right. So it it makes me wonder about what happened in that four years. What. Julius Brammer just like wrote some lyrics down. Did he think it was a song? he's like this is a poem about World War One, or was he shopping it around? What was the process? It's very rare, particularly in modern music making, that you would get this large a span between. Usually, it's either one the same guy knocking out the lyrics and the music, or it's you knock these lyrics out, you take them to a music producer, and he's like, I'm gonna do this to it right now, you know, within the same year. Not four years apart. After some Italian guy comes by, and is like, "Yeah, this looks pretty good. Yeah, I'll take a look." Usually
1: associated, as opposed to like, "Hey, I wrote these lyrics," and like they're just out there somehow. Yeah. People knew about them, and one person happened to do something with them. I don't know.
0: Yeah. So the 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 creation process is something that I don't understand here. Yeah, those are, that's the big notes on this, the first recorded version. Um, let's talk about, I mean, we're, uh, we're basically just talking about cover versions. There's no real true original version here.
1: Right. Cause
2: there's more
0: popular not, yeah. versions for sure.
1: And there's more popular artists. For example, our first cover version, which is Bing Crosby in 1931.
3: know the part I'm playing Paid for every dance Selling each romance
0: That's right, American crooner Bing Crosby Last time we talked about him was probably on the Little Drummer Boy episode Yeah, way back Way Christmas back episode,
1: we, Was that our first Christmas episode?
0: That was our first Christmas episode
1: oh, What a time
0: that was What a time to be alive, man we're getting close to the three-year anniversary on this, That's and I'm true. not gonna fuck it up this time, Alex. Alright. I'm gonna get the date right.
1: We'll get it. We'll get it. Oh, we'll What's get it. Up?
0: Um, so this one is the one that features the lyrics by Irving Caesar.
1: Yes, which there were a couple versions of that. I think Irving Caesar even recorded a version. Maybe. I can't remember. Sure.
0: Who. Fuck it, why not?
1: Yeah, well, maybe not. Anyway, he did a translation, um, which is very similar to, or, or sort of follows the basic outline, you know, of the original. But it doesn't have as much to say in terms of, like, societal collapse, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. It's, yeah, one, we get, uh, we have a narrator now in this story. Um, Also, this is the only version we're going to talk about that uses the full thing. There's essentially two... I mean, there's a verse and a chorus, and this is the only one that uses the verse. Uh, Which begins as such. Was in a Paris cafe that that first I found him. He was a Frenchman, a hero of the war. But war was over, and here's how peace had crowned him. A few cheap medals to wear, and nothing more. Now every night in the same cafe he shows up, and as he strolls by, ladies hear him say, If you admire me, hire me. A gigolo who knew a better day.
1: Yeah, so he's still a soldier. But he's like... He's a French soldier. Presumably. I mean, it could be. Now this is... Oh wait, what is this? 31? Never mind. Still World War One. Uh, still World War One. So...
0: And a, and a hero of the war. So yeah. he's on the winning side now.
1: But still... Not treated super well. Yeah. And maybe this is just more of like veterans' affairs kind of thing. But the upshot yeah. is, he's not having a great time. Sorry, there's a mosquito that keeps flying by or something, and I'm trying get to get him, Alex. Just, yeah, but it just keeps disappearing. It's, it's...
0: Just start bloodletting yourself as a trap and.
1: <laughs> yeah, let me just breathe out so it's attracted to the carbon dioxide. <sighs>
0: Is that a thing that? Ha- I guess that's oh, how they heard.
1: Little... Anyway, um...
0: no. Nope. If you admire me, yeah, hire admire me. Jigolo <laughs> who knew a better day.
1: Yeah. So it's the same basic idea. He used to be a soldier, uh, and now, even though he's been awarded medals for bravery and such, it's not really worth anything. Uh, he's still been discarded. By his country that he served. Hmm. And yeah, exactly. He had to become a gigolo to support himself.
0: Yeah, and I guess the, as a gigolo, you just haunt cafes.
1: Yeah. So I don't know. Do you? I guess you maybe dance in in cafes in Paris. I don't know. I don't know, don't
0: I don't know do I, but he 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 strolls by ladies. He so he walks around a table to table. I guess he's like, ladies, if you admire me, hire me. I'm a gigolo who knew a better day. That's my twist. Do you think there's other gigolos at this bar who are just like they didn't fight in the war? At This cafe, rather.
1: There's places lousy with gigolos. Did you watch the Uh, clip from that Just a Gigolo movie?
0: No, I didn't, unfortunately.
1: It's like, I forget her name. She was an important part of it. There's like a woman and then David Bowie. And then she's like talking to him about being a gigolo. And she's like, these are the gigolos. And she's just completely surrounded by guys in tuxedos. They're I was like staring at David Bowie. Anyway, okay, that's something well. that happens. Um, and then there's the chorus. Just a jiggle. Yes. Everywhere I go, people know the part I'm playing. Paid for every dance, selling each romance. Every night, some heart betraying. There will come a day, youth will pass away then what will they say about me when the end comes i know they'll say just a gigolo as life goes on without me a few things going on here first thing is he's feeling judged yes there's some amount of it seems to be some amount of guilt or shame felt by our our main character just
2: because what, people
0: know the part he's playing? Well,
1: because he, he says, like, what will they say about me? Like, that's kind of internal, right?
0: Right. I don't know if that's judged or is more of like a value judgment.
1: Oh, or, or maybe it's like people forget about my, my um, like, war achievements and I'm just a gigolo. That's like, right. what I did before doesn't matter. And no one that's needs right. me. Life will go on without me.
0: Oh, yeah, and, well, and also he, his loss of youth.
1: Oh, that too, yeah.
0: Youth will pass away, Just so it's, because one, I, like, he will become old and will lose value in that sense. I, one, as a person, in a broad sense, but two, as a gigolo, because you got to be hot to be a gigolo, I think.
1: Th- that's sure got to be part of it. You know, right?
0: like, like Rob Schneider.
1: Like Rob Schneider, Yeah. <laughs>
0: Um, yeah, but this is also weird because we shift from a narrator being like, hey, there's this guy, he's a gigolo, to just a gigolo everywhere I go. Is this supposed to be his whole speech to the ladies? Because it's a lot for just a stroll by.
1: Yeah. That's, I mean, if he's if he gets him into a dance, maybe he can finish it, but everyone else just kind of leaves and he doesn't get through. Yeah.
0: It. it probably doesn't get a lot of repeat customers with this speech, though. It's like, one day I'm going to be old as shit. Then what do you say about me? <laughs> like, I don't know, man. I just wanted to dance. Yeah.
1: Although, the other... The other thing... The other, like, definition I saw for Gigolo was, like, basically, like... The concept of, like, a sugar baby. But... Right. Like, but a man with a, like, older woman supporting him.
0: Oh, yeah, which is something we see depicted in the Village People music video.
1: Ah. So, I don't but, remember how I was going to tie that in, but I think... I don't remember if I brought it up or not.
0: Either way, uh, you're still selling romance True. in that scenario. True.
1: And then wondering what his worth will be as it goes away. And he's already experienced a loss of worth.
0: Mm-hmm. So it's like, is ha- right. it
1: going to happen again? What's the difference?
0: Exactly. It's a. Uh, it's inevitable. It's uh, just as sure as war will end, youth will pass, and then what? It was just a gigolo at the end of it all.
1: Believing that war will surely end is pretty optimistic.
0: Well, what I mean, just, it, it ends one way or another, not necessarily in an optimistic way.
1: Yeah, I suppose. <sighs>
0: um yeah people know the part i'm playing that's the lyrics baby that's that's what it's about it's about a gigolo who knows what being a gigolo entails again a sort of a private dancer feel where he tells you what the the job entails
1: yeah and then talks about how he's kind of sad and lonely
0: Mm -hmm. yeah every night some heart betraying that's a perhaps the standout line in the chorus that we haven't talked about is that the, he is he betraying the hearts of these women by by selling romance or is he betraying his own heart alex
1: or are they betraying the hearts of others whose hearts being
0: betrayed? maybe by by dancing with this jiggler, they're betraying the hearts of somebody who whomst they have betrothed themselves to who they declared love with
1: perhaps that seems like
0: perhaps
1: nothing. so i mean they're just dancing
0: Love it when we come to an open-end conclusion on the line. It's really what the listeners come here for. Yeah. Like, I want answers, but not like real ones. Not
1: like real ones. Maybe just questions?
0: <laughs> it's questions really? if we could. Think
1: about it. Think about it.
0: Think about it. So, that's the lyrics. The Bing Crosby version is kind of like the first version we talked about, but with slightly higher recording quality.
1: Yes. It's now been a couple of years, it's a richer country. And um, it sounds a bit better. Yeah, uh, it's Bing Crosby's voice, obviously.
0: Yeah, it sounds exactly like Bing Crosby.
1: But yeah, other than that, like pretty similar. Like we talked about, um, the the strings mostly follow his vocal melody. Hmm. Um, there is one thing I noticed, and that is like you can hear some woodwinds. In the they do an instrumental chorus similar to the original, um, and so it's like really low though, so it's like a bassoon or a bass clarinet or something. Right. I don't really know the difference. Orally.
0: Okay. Yeah. yeah. Orally. Yeah. I couldn't tell you. I can't. Just um. What I noticed. Know which one it is. Big difference here for me is the. I mean, I guess it's not that huge of a difference because the last version wasn't in English, but the real soft G he puts on on Gigolo.
1: Gigolo. Yeah, because in the they kind of say... Gi- well, they kind of say gigolo in the first one.
0: Well, maybe that's where Shout he pulled it from.
1: Second word, gigolo. Paid
0: for every dance. Something gigolo. So maybe...
1: Like, I should look at the origins of the word
0: gigolo. I don't know, dog. My my big thing is, does it rhyme with deuce bigolo? <laughs> <laughs> that's how I, I figure out how to that's say really gigolo. That's really the
1: important thing. Yeah, yeah. But what does it tell you about the pronunciation of the G? Yo.
0: Yo. Just a gigolo. But yeah, he really um, does do that. But yes, yeah, does he does that structurally very similar to that first version? We even get that instrumental break where they, they do the chorus but with instruments. Yep. This one's not big enough though, this one's very uh just kinda true, low.
1: True. Uh, once it gets into the like the later chorus. Because he does another chorus later, um, right? And the strings start to play very high, and because it's such an old recording, they it gets really trebly for a while.
0: Right. Uh, because run into a bit of treble. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, because that's just kind of how how those old recordings work, uh, and then you get some like piano runs and stuff. So there's some flourish. Um, actually, another thing it borrows from the original, which I forgot to bring up, is they kind of slow down at the end of sections. So, like, you really get this, like, rubato, which basically just means play as fast as you feel like. Mm, um, Right. At the end of particularly the final chorus, but some of the other sections as well.
0: Okay. Yeah, they do do that. I agree. Acknowledge that.
1: Yeah. Um, And then, of course, same question as in the previous one is, like, to me, this sounds like fairly generic as far as old recordings go.
0: Yeah, it really does like, sound generic. It, like it it's sounds novel, like a cover. It's
1: kind of fun to sing along to, because because the verse melody, like or like the melodies are actually pretty strong and like yeah, I would I I did sing along to this quite a bit.
0: No, oh, yeah, it's this easy, is all the versions we'll fun. talk about. Like post this point are pretty sing alongable. And that because like we we mentioned, system. it is simple. Like, it's a simple melody, and then you've got some good vocalists going at it.
1: Yeah, and it's short lines.
0: Probably yeah. Maybe. Half the words are gigolo. Now I'm kidding. They, they don't actually say gigolo all that much in this. Yeah. But enough that, to know that it's, course, about yeah, it's about a gigolo. Well, until we get to, to the next version, I guess True. they do say gigolo quite a bit. Should we talk about let's that talk now?
1: About, let's talk about Lewis. I'm pretty sure it's Lewis.
0: I feel like if you're a musician, you have to drop the S. Yeah,
1: maybe. But he was That's known my, for, like, like um
0: saying s's is sicilian that Sicilian
1: identity which i don't think because like french would drop the s but i don't think like italian would
0: right because like sicilian is like basically new york italian right
1: sicilian is from sicily
0: well yeah but i'm talking in terms of like oh, you know how italians in, how in new york yes
1: that is my understanding but i i don't know
0: all right, so maybe he says the S, yes, Alex. The real question is, is, did he later go on to create an award-winning series? They're no, not award-winning. What a lie. But a- an incredibly profitable series of video game strategy guides.
1: I think the really important thing is that he was King Louie in the Jungle Book.
0: <laughs> ah, King Louis, Alex. <laughs> Spelt, spelled differently. Checkmate, Alex. Fucking checkmate.
3: Uh.
0: Um, yeah, so this is a Louis Prima,
3: 1956.
0: As I mentioned in the, uh, in the intro. Yeah, this is 56. because well, he has a version from 1945. Oh, but this isn't that one. This is not that one. So the version in 1945, I haven't listened to it, but I imagine it's a little more uh, low energy, probably closer to your Bing Crosby original. But with at that point, he was already adding in I Ain't Got Nobody, right. the, uh, the 1915 jazz song. But he did a series of uh, shows in Las Vegas and then got a record deal as a result of that. And of course, in Vegas, he was doing these sort of upbeat, more like show tune numbers. And they're like, well, we're gonna bring that to, we're gonna put that to fucking vinyl, bro. We're gonna put that on wax, and so then he did this version, which is your upbeat, high energy, backup vocalist going jiggleo, jiggleo,
1: jiggleo, jiggleo,
0: <laughs> and that's the ver. This, so this, the fifty-six version is the version that went on to inspire more versions.
1: Okay, and it definitely did. Mm-hmm. It's it's uh, still fairly early, so like mid mid fifties. Um, hmm. But it definitely has a lot of things that feel like very rock and roll. And that was sort yeah. of his thing. It was associated with jump blues, which is like up-tempo blues and is sort of like a precursor to R&B and rock and roll. Okay. Uh, so I'm trying to remember like the exact years of when. What, when was Tutti Frutti? It uh, doesn't matter. Um, oh, this is still, Rudy. I think, fairly know that. early um, <laughs> in terms of like that. But it all kind of leads into rock and roll.
0: Two, Tutti Frutti's 55, oh, okay. so, so like, this this, is these are pretty close. Time. Yeah.
1: So this is definitely early, early rock and roll style recordings.
0: Yeah. Now, of course, since this is another version that is now thrown in a new song, there are more lyrics to talk about. Yeah. Thankfully, Not very, very simple. Many. Here we go. I ain't got nobody. Oh, and there's nobody that cares for me. There's nobody that cares for me. I'm so sad and lonely. Sad and lonely. Sad and lonely. Won't some sweet mama come and take a chance with me? Because I ain't so bad then. And I'll sing her sweet love songs all of the time. She will only be on, on, only be. Baldy, bozzy, bop, blee, bop. Oh, hang on. Baldy, bozzy,
1: bop, bleep, bop. Bop,
0: bop, bop, um. Bop. yeah so that's pretty that's do we need to analyze that I don't have anyone I'm sad and lonely yeah. as a result I would like some sweet woman to yeah, take a it's, chance it's on
1: it's like extrapolating a little bit from what happened before it's like because the song before was about this gigolo who feels isolated and lonely and they literally just put in he He literally just tacks on another uh, section where he says I've got nobody and I'm sad and lonely and I want yeah. like, someone who is maybe more of a personal connection
0: yeah, and who won't fade away like my military career and eventually my youth? Yeah. So like somebody it fits, to stick with me.
1: It fits, but it's a straightforward fit.
0: Yeah, it's a straightforward fit. It's and the song's from 1915. Like it's a pretty simple yeah. <laughs> song. Um, and then of course we have to talk about the outro. We're going to talk about it now, just because there are lyrics in here. Uh, he does like a call and response section, where he does say what is apparently, according to Genius, some Sicilian, like dialect so he says Nudu Nudu which is then echoed by his backup singers one of whom is his wife I'm just trying to learn <laughs> as many fun facts as possible here okay. um Tale Tale Chena Dici Chena Dici stasira vuo, O Vinedu um so Nudu is Sicilian for nobody so saying nobody nobody um Tale Tale apparently translates a little loosely to look at that the following expressions put together form the sentence, which roughly translates to, what do you think about some wine tonight? Resembling an attempt at not being alone anymore. So he throws in some, some Sicilian ad-libbing on this.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of ad living on this one. Yeah. Is his wife Keely Smith?
0: That's correct. Okay,
1: because I saw, I saw a video, and I wasn't sure who that was.
0: Yeah, and here's the other fun fact. Louis Prima known as a trumpeter did not play trumpet on this track he sang Lewis. it's also known as a band leader singer songwriter but you know interestingly he didn't play the trumpet on this although there is trumpet on this
1: there sure is there's a lot of stuff going on in this one yeah it's a little it's got a little more of like a boogie feel you know like i said rock oh, yeah. and roll. but like comes in with like a bass and piano uh definitely
0: so, oh yeah, this walking like you couldn't. And again, we want to talk about like classics that you could that sound like they could be almost any song. Boom, doom, 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 The piano's on
1: the backbeat too, which is like yeah, a rock and like early rock and roll piano thing to do. I've learned recently, mm. according to the internet.
0: And that's that's like the backbone of this song is those two instruments, the bass and piano, laying that rhythm down.
1: Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. And then, like other like really, this song because he doesn't do the verse of like I found him in a cafe and he's a soldier and all that stuff. Yeah, or like we cut to just anything. the meat. It's literally, it's basically he took a song, cut out everything but the chorus, took another mm. song, cut out everything but the chorus.
0: About the chorus and
1: just sang two different choruses.
0: Yeah, it goes back and forth between them.
1: Even like, it it's kind of split in half in this one. Uh, yeah you're right other does, ones will go back yeah. and forth but, but this one goes a, from one to the other he does just the gigolo twice yeah and then he does um the I ain't got nobody stuff yeah twice. so yeah that's that's really it and then he does a lot of like uh, of that ad libbing and stuff so like the, yeah. the I ain't got nobody is kind of split up so it starts with the like I actually that's something the, the like new melody that comes from I ain't got nobody notably at the start is that i ain't got no but. so they do that like kind of walk down but he's got a lot of backup singers so it's kind of like this chord walk down which uh yeah. i'm personally uh kind of uh find that to be novel i like that sound but it's also kind of cheesy and old school
0: yeah it's very much of that era yeah And it's very interesting to hear on later repetitions of the I Ain't Got Nobody line, where I think Keely Smith is giving it a lot harder. Like, you can hear her much clearer than other members. Yes, later on, she,
1: like, becomes, like, co-lead for a bit. Yeah. Just a little bit, though.
0: He almost, Mm -hmm. like...
1: Watching, like, a live recording of them, she is just kind of standing there while everyone else dances around. So I, I, I feel like she maybe didn't have the best time in that environment i don't know i'm I'm really extrapolating from the fact that she's just standing there kind of awkwardly
0: fair enough maybe she just was saving it all for that that vocal performance maybe
1: but i'm getting off topic
0: you are getting off topic so the uh the gigolo verses or choruses whatever you want to call them they serve as pretty they're not we're not going crazy there yet we've got a good rhythm going but he's he's not letting a rip yet. It's the I ain't got no bodies where the, the drums start to let loose a little and you know the back of vocals are coming in a little stronger rather than just doing a little jigglo, jiggle. Jiggle jigglo, jiggle. Mm jigglo jigglo, 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 Yeah, they're huge. Yeah, we we suddenly get pretty big.
1: And then right in R- the middle, well, between the the I Ain't Got Nobody horses, there's a little saxophone solo. Which That's is to right. Say a huge saxophone solo. But like kind of that old school like um like really like energetic saxophone solo. Yeah. Bam, ba-da, 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 ba-da. but like really just repeating itself kind of over
0: mm-hmm. and over again. But Important to wild. note before that solo, around like one forty, we get uh uh I imagine this must be the trumpet or something. That boom 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 boom. <laughs> Which uh, will come up in other versions. Oh yeah. That big, that big screamer.
1: Trump, trumpet screamer. Yeah. What call that, I think. It's,
0: yeah, it's a classic trumpet screamer.
1: Trumpet screamer, lots of, and then yeah, like he throws in a ton of like ad libby stuff to the point where like yeah. if you look at at least the genius lyrics that I was looking at, some of them are transcribed and some of them are not. <laughs> like they really, <laughs> I don't know which ones they picked. But, yeah, they seem to have just given up on some of them.
0: Oh, yeah, and some of it's literal scat.
1: Yeah. It's a... All that stuff. And some of it is just not English. But that's until later on, so... Yeah. So, yeah, cool, like, early rock thing. Pretty wild decision to just take two choruses from other songs and mash them together. Um, Yeah. But... Probably a good idea too. (laughs) Just take two popular things and do both of them.
0: Yeah, and then it's, I mean, you want to talk about a ramping up of energy. Like, him and his backup vocalist are just basically shouting at the end.
1: That's true. Went for that back and forth bit. Yeah. yeah, Shouting at each other. And it's a good dancing
0: time. Yeah, it's a good. It's this we're approaching more modern music at this point.
1: Yeah, something that I can identify as dance music, at least in its day. So really, it's a conceptual update. Um, yeah. In, in in that regard.
0: And then that ending on it, the like that's that's yeah. a, another musical trope.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Like that's a very definitive ending. No fade out here.
0: No fade out. And that's that's this version really. It's a fun little proto-rock yeah. showtimey yeah. tune.
1: Energetic, so it got picked up later on, but not quite yet.
0: Not quite. Yeah, although this one is popular, I don't think it charted or anything, or at least it didn't mention that there. Um, but yeah, it won't get picked up really by anyone famous until the 70s. But first, we got to talk about Connie Francis in 1968.
1: connie francis an american Damn. pop singer but like old school pop singer this is actually the first person on the list who's still alive hey She's 83 years old
0: shout out to connie
1: yeah um so this one is at least starts out very similar to the bing crosby version um, that's right it, it's it actually uses the verse, but it's changed a little bit, but it's very similar. So same idea. But it's idea. this cafe. Yeah. could be any cafe. Cafe France. Well, it could be anywhere. There's more wars now. Yeah. Um, and at least at the very beginning, it kind of has this like solo thing going on. Cause really it's just the one instrument, which is harpsichord actually.
0: That's what I thought. And
1: like her voice. Yeah. Um, so it really has that, like, solo singer-songwriter feeling, but it's a little odd, because harpsichord is not normally an instrument you associate with that.
0: No. So, yeah, we get that first verse, um, with that very, uh, kind of sad harpsichord's going, it's all, like, ooh, emotional, and then we hit the 32nd mark, and the fucking brass comes in, yeah, we and hit a the, the harpsichord gets a little bouncier. Total
1: tonal shift. Yeah. And it's more of, like, this band thing. Boom. I'm just a gigolo, so it really like picks it up a bit. Um, I think there's mm-hmm. even like a there's something like plinky strumming in the background, possibly a ukulele.
0: That's yeah, what I wrote as well. It sounds like that kind of muted strumming, but on yeah. something like a very high instrument. Mm-hmm.
1: So, interesting sound. I guess it's we're in the late '60s now. All the rules have gone. So that's you can right. Whatever you want. <laughs> um. Kind of, and then that's how it continues. There's kind of like the band with the horns, there's strings. And then. Yeah,
0: we get quite a few layers of instruments.
1: Yeah. And then she does another chorus okay. and it's another total tonal shift. Yeah. To, it's actually closer to, yeah. the, to the Louis Prima version at this point. It kind of gets like a little bit of a swing on the drums and the trumpets get like, like a wah, a really strong wah, um, mm-hmm. and the horns kind of playing licks around the lyrics now. So it's just a yeah, it faster.
0: Yeah, so it goes faster, and then we go through that, and then when we get to the end of that line, when the end comes, I know, the the string section starts to bring us down, and we go back into sort of that beginning arrangement where we're down low, sad and slow.
1: Down low, sad and slow.
0: So we do like a whole big arc from slow to picking it up to full speed to back down again.
1: And this is like, hmm, I gotta look something up now. I'm thinking of "Ain't That a Kick in the Head," and oh, that was 1960s. So that was earlier, but it reminds me of that.
0: Yeah, that I can see that.
1: Um, yeah, and then and then it's a. Uh, yeah, calms down for the end. So it's it's an interesting version because it covers so much ground.
0: Yeah, it really does. Um, so
1: I think it's cool. It's just they they do a good job of moving through the styles, even though it's a bit jarring when you get to it. Very yeah. like, sudden shift, but not like too much or anything. And considering that the song had been around at that point, and had been like pretty widely covered. It's really just kind of yeah covering all your basses <laughs> when mm-hmm. you're covering the song. So cool concept.
0: Yeah, you get some of that emotional stuff in there, you get a bit of that show tune in there. Um the drums go really wild in the instrumental section here at around two twenty.
1: Yeah. Yeah, like right there's like a drum fill that leads into it. Yeah. Um, big drum fill and then yeah, gets into some horns playing the melody. And then I think this is the one, like, there's a marimba or something in there.
0: Oh, yeah, I can just yeah. hear it in the back there.
1: Yeah, so a little little reference to the original, or earlier versions, perhaps. Or maybe they just threw a marimba in. Maybe. <sighs> Who can say? And, yeah, drum fill out.
0: Drum fill out, yeah. Or no. And, they and the, again, she cranks it down it's real slow the at fills. the end here we we'll go back to the sadness. Yeah. Maybe it's supposed to reflect sort of the inward and outward state of gigoloing, where inward you're sad, but outwards it's got to be big energy, big money.
1: Yeah, maybe. Sorry, I'm just listening to that last there's The strings get so cheesy in that part. Oh, yeah. They, yeah, just go way up high. They're like totally saccharine. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if they would have been cheesy at the time, but... This was post Beatles.
2: It's true. The Beatles were dead at this point. This
1: is '68. I say post Beatles, but I don't mean like like the Beatles are still around.
0: Well, it's like how things can be post punk, you know? Yeah. Punk's still around. Punk's
1: still around. There's just things that came after it. Anyway, Mm -hmm. so that yeah, it's it's an interesting version that totally runs. It runs a gamut. It runs a gamut. I don't know if it's the whole gamut, but we are about to get a little bit more diversity in our sounds here, for sure.
0: That's right. And worth noting, this version, no no trace of I ain't got nobody. So True. not inspired by the uh, Louis Prima version. At least, Louis damn. Prima. But let's talk about Village People in 1978, Alex.
1: yes the disco version yes i mean it's the village people
0: they village did people, YMCA. You know, ymca macho man all that good stuff others in the <laughs> navy
1: cetera. in the navy
0: um they're known for their big costumes and being very gay
1: and their mustaches
0: and their mustache. supposedly
1: that was like when the when the producers or whatever managers were putting the group together that was part of their like ad was like must have a mustache huh So they're looking for a macho man i see and you gotta have a mustache to be that
0: to be that yeah anyway that makes they sense. have those they've got them in spades alex you, yeah the village people do you think it sucks to be the guy who's the construction worker
1: because he has to wear a hard like everybody else
0: outside? well yeah everybody's got these wild and out costumes you, know, you get the biker daddy i'm obviously the the native american costume is passe now but i imagine at the time uh, you know it was a big deal it was a big a big headpiece i mean it's
1: more to look at than construction worker that's for sure yeah and like wear this like jacket
0: like was that a costume or did that member just have a day job
1: it's just some guy they found
0: <laughs> he's like fuck guys yeah i'd love to be part of the village people i do have to work until 3 p.m so is it, i can do that I, I can rush over here
1: is it one of the wayne's world movies where he's like running around and like sees a bunch of people dresses like he sees a cop and then he's he a construction worker and then and then just like looking at a bunch of just guys and then eventually shows a guy with like the headdress on and then it's like oh he's been looking at the village people people? but i didn't get it at the time so i don't know what they looked like i just heard the ymca weddings so like anyway okay i don't know
0: yeah i don't know that sounds like a good bit though i
1: think think that was wayne's world i don't remember
0: oh yeah wayne's world that sounds like something that would be in wayne's world it does
1: sound like something that would be in wayne's world because it's like a it's a music reference
0: (laughs) it's a music reference those are those are things those are things that are in wayne's world um what else happens? here they are the village people so this village people version there's two versions on spotify one of them was only a minute long for some reason yeah
1: because if you look at like the the single is that no no that's the david lee roth one i don't know that's weird did you have the shorter one on the playlist before i did yes i was wondering i thought it got longer
0: Yeah, I was like, oh, okay, we're at a we're at a cool thirty minutes with this, and I played that one. I was like, this doesn't sound for I don't, like I don't think it's supposed to end this soon. Let me check the music video. <laughs> the yeah, music video is four minutes. I'm like, uh, we're missing something here.
1: So yeah, this is the disco version. Um, get a lot of the like wah guitar and and the bass, so much funkier.
0: Oh yeah, very, very, it's immediate funky. funk right off. But you get that hi hat that gets like muted after each hit. You get that bass boom 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 boom. Dun, 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 dun. you get the guitar mirroring that and then like some string synth <laughs> in the back there yeah <laughs> yeah
1: so similar backup vocals to uh luis prima gigolo, gigolo, yeah they gigolo.
0: really say gigolo a lot
1: yeah it's a very very similar to that really the, yeah, interestingly,
0: like musically they've successfully translated this to disco. Yeah, and mostly, we're gonna see yeah, this in the, the, rhythm, the but Yeah. And we're gonna see this in the Dave Lee Roth version too, but it's also like super faithful to the Louis Prima version.
1: Yeah, so impressive. I guess it was kind of like related enough to rock and roll that right. just kind of had to bring it forward a little bit. Um The other thing, so one thing I did notice, first Just a mm-hmm. Gigolo chorus, you get, really get lots of symbols. they kind of play in triplets there. Um, yeah. And then, in the, in the second Just a Gigolo chorus, they bring in the octave bass. Yeah. yeah the octave bass. It's a disco yeah. song, don't you know?
0: Definitely noticed that.
1: <laughs> but yeah, really similar to the Louis Prima, structurally.
0: Very similar. But a lot of energy and it is like village people energy so you're like it is. oh yeah
1: yeah energetic this is even also once it goes into i ain't got nobody mm-hmm. um the harmonies on that first line are like very low yeah which is kind of interesting i thought i don't
0: know that interest that is interesting
1: yeah but it's cool sound and they're... I mean, it sounds like the village people. I don't even know what the village people should sound like. I guess it's the strings, kind of. Maybe it's just, like, disco plus those strings? Disco plus strings like and, like, sound,
2: a male
0: chorus? Sure.
1: Yeah, I guess so. I don't know. And, I, I, like, I don't even know the village people that well. Does anybody?
0: Yeah, nor do I. But, you know, I know village people hits, because yeah. I've been alive. Same. Because, yeah, when it's just, like, the the lead dude singing victor something it's it could be almost anything but when you've got the whole gang singing so when they do the i ain't got nobody line that's when my brain goes this is the village people yeah i guess that's when i'm like oh yes like the village people
1: honestly he kind of at times sounds like tom jones not when he goes higher but when he goes lower he has a has a little bit of that
0: a little tom tom's jonesian quality i think yeah. At times I don't, anyway. don't know enough Tom Jones to to back you up on that, yeah. but
1: Well, then I'll take the victory.
0: <laughs> um, we get that brass, that
1: uh, the, what did we call it?
0: This this the Squir- trumpet, trumpet screamer. screamer.
1: Yeah. 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 Um, some sax too. There's like they they play that sax part. Yeah. Uh, later on. So, yeah. They put a bunch of the ad libby stuff in there. Not as much, I don't think. Yeah. Obviously, they don't do the, like, weird Sicilian
0: stuff. Right. But they do They do replace it with other random words.
1: Just kind of becomes... Because they're sort of a chorus. They can just, like, say a lot of words. They can words kind of, of say whatever. Kind of conversational. Um, when
0: we come to... Because they also include a saxophone solo section around, like, 219 here. Mm-hmm. Um, that's sort of his first album. Like, nobody can call me this. He repeats a lot. Nobody can call me nobody, this. Nobody. Nobody.
1: Nobody.
0: Um, and then we do get a lot of like random. He says at one point, play that piano boy.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, There's, a, a yeah. Says, like, There's a lot of weird stuff. says like sugar. A
0: lot of weird stuff. Yeah. <laughs> at one point,
1: I think he says sugar, sugar. And then garnish, garnish.
0: Garnish, garnish, yes. That's exactly what he says. That's what they replace the uh, the Sicilian with. Which
1: is uh, nonsense. <laughs> but th- but I mean, it's got to like... be just a joke, right? <laughs> yeah, right? Because he says sugar, sugar, which <clears throat> I wouldn't necessarily call it garnish, but, like, it's close enough.
0: Right, yeah, it's close enough. <laughs> and if you're just feeling, because already, I mean, you don't know Sicilian. You might as well make it your own thing. Yeah.
1: And just kind of like goof around a bit.
0: It's fun. And in a, in a song where there is a lot of uh, scat happening, you can pretty much say just whatever. do whatever. Really, <laughs>
1: it's it's ad-libbing, right? So just like,
0: yeah, whatever
1: you feel like saying, say. That's like the ultimate expression, right?
0: Exactly. And he does do a lot of scat here, too. He does that. Wap-bap-a-loo-bap. bap
1: wap bam up, Wap-bam-boo,
0: bamboo. Exactly. Now, at one point, I believe he says, funky, 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 but it also kind of sounds like, fuck it, fuck it, fuck it. <laughs> and that's what I'm here for.
1: Yeah, well, some of these old songs, you know, you got to sneak it in. That's right. So, it's possible that they snuck a fuck in, like in Louis. Louie. That's Louis. right.
0: Exactly. And that's, uh, like, that's this version. Big energy, particularly on the I Ain't Got Nobody, like, choruses. A lot of uh, a lot of ad libbing. Sugar,
1: honey, darling, mama, yeah. Lots of nonsense. In a Lots good way. of nonsense. Speaking of nonsense,
0: this music video. It's a music video. Um, which starts out, it's to to me, it feels like they made half a music video, and they're like, "Oh shit, there's still half the song left." <laughs> Because it starts out like pretty sensible,
1: like it's the story, it's in, and he's like, yeah, with a woman, and she gives yeah. him a watch. Yes,
0: yeah, so this is your sugar baby, uh, kind of gigolo definition. Yeah, which maybe was more prominent in nineteen seventy-eight. I don't know, but yeah, he's wearing a fur coat. He gets let into this limousine where he sits with this rich lady, and he starts singing about how he's just a gigolo. She gives him a watch on the car. Also, we get a cut to the other village people singing gigolo every time they sing gigolo so he's like in the car he's like I'm just a gigolo and then smash cut to these guys standing at somewhere in New York and saying gigolo and then cut back to the car really quick Van Cleef
1: yeah and they yeah. like go shopping and she buys him clothes and you can see her writing a check and
0: stuff. yeah you can see her writing the check so that's like part one of this video and yeah she takes him out to a place to buy fancy clothes then the boys are outside singing gigolo at the, the building
1: it's also snowy
0: yeah, it's also snowy. And then everything after, like, the first minute is just them dancing at, like, Central Park, I want to say.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Somewhere. And if the YouTube comments are to be believed, I believe the Twin Towers are in the background. I mean, it's the
1: right time period. Yeah, I see it. It's very They're funny.
0: There. Yeah, there's a, there's a comment. Let me see if I can find it here. There, that's if you go to 1.30, important.
1: you can see them, but it's, like, side-on. It's not the, like iconic skyline of them beside each other. So yeah, exactly. So
0: it's a little trickier. Um let's see. Where is this comment cuz it was the the best. Uh, 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 he's he's just like I was very upset that the <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the Twin Towers are in this way. Here it is. He says, I'm so glad I just discovered this video. How did I not know that the village people had covered this Louis Prima classic? And they got to it several years before David Lee Roth, too. As a New Yorker, it did make me a little sad to see the original World Trade Center Twin Towers in this video, but then it was 1978. Yeah, like it sure was. It was. Yeah, that's why they're there. It's not like... <laughs> not like the village people put up the twin tower it's like digitally added them in <laughs> it's just insane that somebody would see an old video and be like oh no twin they kept the twin towers in here it's like yeah obviously they did tasteless
1: of course the rest of this video is very tasteful yeah but the rest of the video is really them dancing in the park
0: yeah that's it and they're having a great time don't get me wrong
1: really Having a great time, the cowboy. The is he a biker? I guess. Yeah. Is there a cop? Yeah, he's is one a, of them a like cop.
0: A, oh, usually, I think maybe the cop is the guy singing right now, and he's not wearing his cop uniform.
1: Yeah, maybe. There's also one of them who just looks like a guy.
0: Well, yeah, is that the construction worker? Or is that the cowboy? <laughs>
1: no, because like if you look, there's just like a guy with a jacket on.
0: I mean, they all got jackets on, Alex. It's like a,
1: but he's not. He's not a hat.
0: How am I supposed to okay, know what yeah. he does if he doesn't have a hat? That, is that our lead singer guy? Is no. that the gigolo? No,
1: there's another guy. He's not even oh, he's singing a bit.
0: Okay, I'm trying to find this guy. What can can you give me a timestamp?
1: Um go to one fifty
0: three. Okay. In the far right. The far right, yeah, isn't that the guy? Go to one no, no, he's a different guy. Go to one forty eight, it's a different
1: guy, yeah
0: i i just assumed he was yeah but that's definitely a different dude he's
1: just like like, how about that
0: dude doesn't (laughs) put a hat on him i don't know who he is otherwise i don't know who he is i don't know what his job is he's only there in those side shots by the look of it
1: doesn't even always look like he's singing (laughs) he looks kind of looks like he just wandered into this video yeah
0: kind of but he's um yeah he's giving it he's giving her Because, yeah, like, most of the shots where it's your boy head on and the rest of the village people in the back, that dude is not present.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, there seems to be another guy, yeah.
0: Okay, at the the end of the video, they all scatter. They all flee into the wilderness of the the city.
1: Nobody. I never watched to the end. Yeah, then they run away. Well
0: they run away yeah because I had to ask does anything happen at the end of this video the answer nah not really no (sighs) that's that's the village people version a lot of fun yeah a lot of a lot of dancing speaking of people who love to have fun David Lee Roth in 1985
1: David Lee Roth
2: Dave former TV
1: former <laughs> former Van Halen frontman at the time he was the current Van Halen frontman but it sounds like like him and Van Halen parted ways the same year as this song so we kind of did some solo stuff and then they were like uh don't come back
0: probably Is that not what they said or, or did he say fuck off all I y'all. think I think it was a bit of both because David Lee Roth, really known for time. being a bit full of himself.
1: Um, also, supposedly this album was supposed to be tied in with like some sort of film project that fell hmm. through. Like he was talking... Okay. I don't know. It might be related to the music video, but if... Yeah. Anyway. Oh,
0: he was fired by the Van Halen brothers. Yeah. Okay.
1: Anyway. He kind of recorded this, like, EP of other songs that were a little bit uncharacteristic because at the time he was this like hard rock front man so he recorded this and like california girls and a couple other songs as well
0: that's right and this one did uh did reach number 12 on the billboard hot 100
1: and this was a very popular version it's popular there's a video
0: there is a video and you bet your ass we're going to talk about it but first we're going to talk about
1: The song. Well,
0: this version. Yeah, this song. And it's very faithful to the Louis Prima version. Again, you get that stand-up bass on this.
1: Even more so because, like, the intro is, like, the same. Yeah, it comes in with the bass. Yeah. And then there's, like, a synth, and it's playing that same backbeat thing the piano was playing in the Louis Prima version.
0: Yeah. You get, like, a little more drums, which is like, oh, is this hard rock? And the answer is no. No. Just loud drums.
1: Yeah, and more synthesizers because it's the 80s now.
0: That's right. The synths kind of replace the brass section on this. Yeah,
1: and then, and yeah, like more modern guitar sounds and stuff.
0: Yeah, so you get a guitar in there for the rhythm. Eventually, that bam, 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 just doing like your little chords there. Yeah, but he like, and then there's sorry another one that comes in a little like muted one. This bump, almost like a country one.
1: Well, yeah, well, we know that David Lee Roth kind of flirts with country music. Of course. Um, So maybe he was starting that at the time. Maybe. But uh, he also, I mean, he throws in a lot of, obviously, does a lot of the um, ad-libbing stuff. But he also kind of throws it in a bit to that, to like the Just a Gigolo part. So he says like the part Dave's playing, referring to himself in the third person. He also seems to prefer to go as Dave. Yeah. But anyway. So he does that. Um... And then once it gets to the I Ain't Got Nobody, backup vocals are really low. And it might yes. honestly just be multi track versions of him, but it's kinda low, so it's hard to tell.
0: That yeah, wouldn't surprise me.
1: <laughs> he could've just done done all the vocals. Or had someone do them,
0: you know. Mm. <clears throat>
1: Production wise. Um but really, yeah, it's just like kind of like an update, like a sonic update. And it's not yeah. really like a hard rock style or anything, but there are guitars and synthesizers because that's kind of the instruments they had. But they're really filling the same roles.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's like the same beats, but filled in with yeah updated sounds. So you get a synth instead of brass. You get David Lee Roth vocals instead of Lewis Prima. You you get slightly different guitar noises. Even the the bass sounds a little different, but it's 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 still doing its best to call back to that era yeah. as it's an updated sound. Yeah,
1: you got a saxophone instead of a saxophone. or that's, that's right. That's the same, actually.
0: But it's an 80s saxophone. Right, a,
1: you got an 80s sax instead of a 50s sax. Completely different. Exactly. Same solo. Completely bass. different. Um, and then, oh yeah, and then the synth kind of joins in with the horns there. Yeah. So, yeah, that's like kind of it That's what he does
2: yeah although not it's very long that's no, actually about shorter this. than the
1: lewis version. Sh- sorry yeah like it kind of all rests on that like ending ad-libs when he does a and he does a lot of the like yeah right around like
0: 250
1: you gotta do that if you're i mean if it's gonna be as close a cover as it is so yeah it's an odd version uh, David Lee Roth it always surprised me like how silly his persona is even though at the start it was kind of supposed to be more like sexy he really like yeah. leaned into the silly over that which probably fits more
0: yeah probably he seems like a bit of a goofball
1: and uh, yeah he does a lot of that ad-libbing and I think I understood even less of the ad-libbing in this one compared to the Louis Prima version which is wild because he's yeah. probably speaking English for most of it
0: yeah, I I don't understand too much, but yeah, he does his adlibs. It's yeah, it's it's very very close to yeah. the original.
1: The one thing I got a little bit more of is it feels mm-hmm. a little more like chorus liney. Like I could I could see like someone doing the can
0: Right. Yeah, and I think he's leaning into that yeah, a bit.
1: Kind of like show tune thing.
0: Mhm. So, um more exciting to talk about is the, it's the video. uh the video the video Dave TV. David Lee, Dave TV where David Lee Roth runs an, an MTV all music Dave st- all night station. all Dave all night that's probably the highlight so uh, <laughs> worth noting that if you were alive in this era you'll probably recognize that he is perioding several music stars at the time and sometimes they're music videos yeah
1: I I wasn't sure about all of them but I could pick up on some of them For sure.
0: Yeah. So we got Michael Jackson. We got Cyndi Lauper, specifically her Girls Just Want to Have Fun music video. We got Billy Idol's Dancing with Myself. We got Willie Nelson. And we got Culture Club with Boy George himself making a cameo appearance. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, and and the framing device here is he's got his TV show, Dave TV. So it kind of starts Dave with him, and he's TV. like he's like introducing these music videos, basically, which actually starts with his own California Girls music video. Uh, yeah. But he's like sleeping at this desk, and they kind of wake him up to do this bit. So that's kind of your first little joke in there that he's actually sleeping mm-hmm. during the videos, doesn't care, uh, or or maybe he's just bored. And then he starts to imagine like his own music video.
0: Hang on, Alex, we've skipped oh, no, over you're a right. huge portion you're right. here. Everyone telling where, him how great he is? Yeah, where an Italian guy just says, Hey, Dave, forget about it. <laughs> forget about it. Every every character runs up to his desk after he finishes shooting, and then they all have, like, one line that they say to him repeatedly. Forget about it. Hey, forget about it. He's got charisma.
1: <laughs> Forget about it, Dave. Forget about it. Forget about right, it, Dave. Anyway, Forget so about that it. That happens. That happens. And then he dreams. And then he about starts to like daydream about his own music video, so you can kind of hear just a gigolo in the background. And yeah. And then and then he like kind of and everyone's cheering and he kind of starts to strip and like he pulls his pants off and he's got like these big boxers on so that's another like little joke I think, and then he's like no 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 yeah. no no I wouldn't do it like that. I'd actually do it like this and then it actually starts the actual video. So he does like a fake yeah. out. And then he like transforms into just these like striped pants and suspenders with his glittery shirt. There's so many costumes. Yeah. This a ridiculous we- video. It's constantly changing costumes. It's constantly yeah. changing the set. Like like I'm I'm trying to write down what happens, but it's just constantly things are happening.
0: Yeah, well, a lot of it is him moving through a uh, a studio. True. Yeah. So he, where there's, where there's a his, bunch of like performers. Yeah. He like leaves
1: his soundstage and then moves through like the studio hallways and then goes to different sets in this studio. Yeah. And he, his costume constantly changes. There's just a bunch of like, kind of oddballs and and scantily clad women in the hallways.
0: Of course. Um. It's a pirate man.
1: Yeah, like pirates. Um, Hawaiian dancers, uh, Hawaiian. chorus There's line Buddhist girls, Buddhist monk.
0: There's some, f- yeah, Buddhist some monk, chorus yeah. line girls.
1: Uh, Frankenstein monster, an astronaut. Yeah,
0: an astronaut. Uh The Italian guy's there again.
1: Italian guy, of course. <laughs> oh yeah, there he is. Forget about it. He says,
0: "Forget about uh, it, Dave."
1: Cheerleaders like, jazzer-sized women.
0: Yeah, uh, all that. So then he crazy sees stuff. he sees a stage door that says no entry. It's got the light going on, so you know there's recording going on in there. Then he enters and then he breaks into the Michael Jackson music yeah, video. Yeah,
1: so a Michael Jackson impersonator. He's wearing now a white suit, gloves, kind of dances right. a bit, and then like oh, then and he, then breaks into the Cyndi Lauper video via the window.
0: Yeah, so girls just want to have fun, and then Cyndi Lauper's like, "Hey, get the fuck out of here!" She's got her like
1: skirt thing on. Yeah, from the album cover, I think, or similar thing with her boots.
0: Anyway, so he gets yeah he gets thrown out of music videos a lot. Yeah. There so he gets thrown into this one with four dudes outside of porta potties of different colors inside. Yeah,
1: and they're all wearing these like pink suits, and he's got a stripy silver tux on.
0: Yeah. Wild out. And then he's uh, then from there it just boom smoke. He's in like a a hard rock set. There's some BDSM going on.
1: Yeah. Now he's like performing with Van Halen.
0: And yeah. there's a woman
1: with a riding crop.
0: Yeah, and a guitarist goes on fire. He does
1: get set on fire? Uh he's got things wrapped around his legs that are the color of uh like the the red and blue switch controllers. Yeah, that's right. Uh, he was uh He was probably referencing that. Um
0: yeah. And then we go to the censorship board. Yes, the
1: censorship board spelled B O R E D. <laughs> and they're they're and just they're... they're just losing their shit they're going wild. Yeah, they're, they're like what is Dave videos? doing? How is like how could Dave do this to us?
0: Yeah, this is unacceptable. Dave comes in, sits on one of their three CRTs and starts doing his own little chorus line doing dance. Doing his little
1: like strippy dance. Not really. Until
0: one of them has a heart attack.
1: Yes. And and then a doctor with a sexy nurse comes in trying to revive him. He's literally just pounding yeah. on this guy's chest with his Doctor doctor's
0: hammering on that chest. Yeah. The nurse is That's dancing and
1: holding a Everyone's just dancing because they're having a good time. Or yeah.
0: And then he's in this jazzercise club. I'm sorry, again.
1: I, it's a dancer size.
0: Dancer size. My bad. <laughs> jazzercise was probably trademarked, right? <laughs> yeah,
1: probably. And yeah, they're doing their their dancer size, and he dances yeah. with them. Now he has zebra pants on.
0: That's right. And now he's getting dragged out past Billy Idol's set, and then he murders Billy Idol. <laughs> by electrocuting him.
1: Oh yes, he does.
0: I th- and now he's now he's shirtless and wearing like a scarf and a hat. Yes,
1: I don't know if that's a reference like a to shawl? something. I, I was. It's would... a
0: reference to the dancing by, with myself music. But video. like his
1: outfit, is it a reference to dancing uh, with myself?
0: Uh, it's a reference to David Lee Roth having a vast could, wardrobe. Yeah, it
1: could be because at first I thought he was supposed to be dressed as like Axl Rose, but this was pre Guns and Roses, so mm. nope. <laughs>
0: well you know he already had the switch joy-con colors down right so. yeah
1: he's just referencing and then i guess the willie nelson video after that because there's like horses and stuff
0: yeah and a guy who looks like willie nelson is kind of a like dead giveaway
1: and it's so i think his shirt falls even falls into willie that set
0: probably will and now now our boy has a sombrero and he gets thrown out by willie nelson
1: there's so just so much happening
0: yeah, and then we get in some, some clown dancing. This must be the Culture Club video.
1: Yeah, that looks like Culture Club. Apparently, Boy George okay. is in the background somewhere.
0: Yeah, he's probably one of those guys in the background, I'd bet. <laughs> he must be.
1: And then he runs into the women's dressing room.
0: Yeah. And then the women there are happy that he's there, and now he's wearing a gold suit.
1: Yep, with a bowler hat. Uh, women seem to be fine. They're all in their underwear, of course. This is dressing room. Yeah. Then he's back in the hallway and he's doing kind of the finale. Yeah. And then they're he's shouting nobody. They're shouting nobody back at him.
0: Yeah. He dances outside of the the door to Dave TV, and then of course it turns out he's been dreaming the whole time. But
1: also it's been on his TV. In That's Dave right. TV, and then he says, "All Dave,
0: all night." All Dave, all night. How about that for rock video music fans? How about that?
1: Yeah. So it's a very like long and hectic video <laughs> a lot of things happen yeah yeah
0: there's
1: a lot of stuff in there
0: a lot of stuff going on in there man um so yeah it compensates for a very safe version of the song that but it's just a very like chaotic video yeah all over the with place with uh, what might be parody which might just be reference him being like yeah, references? <laughs> like e musicians. I don't
1: think he's actually saying anything.
0: Yeah, it's like you heard of Michael Jackson, look at that.
1: What if I danced with him and then got kicked off the set? And then Cindy Lauper kicked me off another set, etc.
0: Set and then, and then I accidentally murdered Billy Idol.
1: <laughs> accidentally? We'll see. Maybe.
0: Maybe. Um Billy Idol's still alive. David Lee Roth hasn't gotten to him yet. Yeah yet yet but let me tell you something about the year 1992 tell alex tell me something about we're the year uh,
1: 1992
0: jake or uh, we're, we're a band called Bajazzerny. <laughs> yes. name B- yes
1: i think it's Bajazzern. <laughs> i also
0: that saw make them make the when i translated
1: sense. the page it referred to them as Bajazzers. they seem to be danish
0: yeah they're a danish 90s dixieland jazz band seven man jazz orchestra doing entertainment jazz
3: People know that I, I'm playing Hey for every dance
0: they call This is it.
1: entertainment jazz Yeah and this is also live
0: and This is also live They I should have my opening line should have been all Dave all half uh, It's too late <laughs> <I'm> too <laughs> 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 But Jazz and Alex they open with applause from the audience They do, because it's a live version. That's right. And they start with,
1: like, a fairly elaborate piano intro. Yeah. You know, it's jazzy. Play a lot of notes. And then uh, I thought it was instrumental at first, because they start with an instrumental chorus. Yeah,
0: they do a whole round. Instead instead of doing the instrumental portion mid, they do it right off the bat.
1: Yeah. And then kind of the overall structure is that they do that. Then they do um, another chorus in danish
2: Mm -hmm. uh
1: and then a solo bit and then they do a chorus in english and then some more instrumental stuff
0: that is correct that's the that's Um, structure i think that's the structure i think this one also has a ukulele in it
1: yeah it seems like it does it has that same like kind Uh, of strumming kind of dull strumming dull plinky uh. strumming Uh.
0: So your first minute of this piece is them doing the instrumental version.
1: Yeah, they, and then we get that Danish in. They keep and there it pretty slow. There's applause once they finish. There yeah, is. they keep it pretty slow, kind of the slow jazzy version. The piano in particular, I thought, had kind of a laid back feeling yeah. to it. Even though it's playing a lot, it's kind of it's not really, it's it's not worrying itself about playing it fast or intensely. It's just kind of playing.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh it's staying in those laid back jazz roots. Yeah.
1: So that and that kinda supports like the piano just kinda does its thing, like it runs up and down the keyboard during the verses. Yeah. Just kinda doing whatever. Um once the solo kicks in after the mm-hmm. after the lyrics um chorus, um that's really the I it's Woodwinds. I think it's clarinet. Um, okay possibly not but it definitely you know it has a woodwind sound it has a pretty good range on it because it, it really gets some like good like low the like very like kind of sweet reedy low notes and then even yeah. gets into the like higher more like strained sounds it doesn't like squeak but it's kind of squeak adjacent as far yeah, as clarinets yeah, yeah. go because they can really squeak if they want oh, they to. sure
0: can so, yeah, that clarinet leads into a little bit of piano solo action. Yeah. Well, I mean, the piano's playing
1: that whole time. Honestly, the piano kind of gets away from you because it's playing this whole time. It's just, oh, again, yeah. it's still just doing its thing.
0: But this is where they, they put the spotlight back on it. True. Yeah.
1: And then kind of leads into the chorus melody again. Yeah. Again, okay, we
0: get a little bit of applause. Sing it in English. And Yeah. And this one, instead of the piano being the noodling instrument, we get that uh, clarinet.
1: Yes, taking over for the piano. At least for a bit. Mm-hmm. The, the piano comes back later. Of course. But for now, it's taking a break. Because, you know, it it, deser- it deserves a break. Uh. But yeah, in that back half, yeah, also what happens, the piano does come back, uh, the back half of the verse, so that's like, there will come a day line, three minutes or so. Yeah,
0: and the hi-hat comes in pretty Yes, the
1: drums really that. pick up. And yeah. this is kind of, they really bring the build here. So the brass is playing, the piano is playing. Mm-hmm. And then it goes into the instrumental part, which is really like the trumpet now takes over the melody. And that's the That's end. right.
0: Yeah, honestly, pretty good version. Yeah,
1: it's like a good, like slower version. Um, I appreciate the polite clapping. Uh, it's not yeah. like super long or anything. It's, it's pretty tight
0: yeah and it like a good clarinet solo in there everything's got a good vibe to it nothing sticks around too long and they do they do the song in two languages, yeah. three if you count the language of music of
1: music and also like they only like they don't do the verse right yeah uh, I think it's just the or it might be the verse let me let
0: no it's just it's just the just a the, the Gigolo. there's okay. no talk of Paris cafes.
1: Oh shit! I'm listening to the wrong version. I just read, like the in Danish. I'm pretty sure that's the first melody or the chorus melody. Yeah,
0: yeah. He sure. definitely says Jiggalo. Jiggalo. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. Not bad. Yeah. Like these guys. Uh. Version. Let's talk about the the twang, the twang. in
3: 2010. <laughs> I'm paid for every dance, selling each romance. Every night, some hard drink. Have we
1: talked about the Twang before?
0: Yes, for your beautiful. Oh,
1: that was it. Couldn't remember. Couldn't find it.
0: Yeah, they're a braunschweig based band. Um, in their own words, they are rodeoing hits until they get real Americana, country and western, honky tonk, or Mexican versions. Or no, sorry, Tex-Mex versions. Uh, the Twang transforms rock, pop, and disco hits into true Americana, country, and western, honky tonk, or Tex-Mex songs. Founded in 1998 um a quote from their website which i've borrowed from my notes from the last time we talked about them thanks to the twang cowboys around the globe can now fall back on a new repertoire of songs around the campfire that sound like freedom and adventure and taste like beef jerky it's
1: like beef jerky yeah well they really push like the theming for sure yes like they're they're making a country song and they do that in several ways one of which is the very like exaggerated twangy singing
0: yeah good lord is it exaggerated <laughs> Like to the point of parody. I know they like they're seriously like country and they're trying to do country, but sometimes it sounds like parody.
1: <laughs> it does absolutely. Yeah, it's like to a fault, which I something I may have said before actually. Maybe. Um, yeah, like they start like they have like the harmonica wail to lead them in, and then that like picky yeah. strummy country playing.
0: Yeah. The boom, bang, boom, 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 boom.
1: And this is the one that kind of goes back and forth as well. So we, it's just a gigolo and that once. And then yeah. into I ain't got nobody, um, and then that's kind of when the instruments break in very suddenly. So you get the drums and like this oompa bassline, boom, boom. That's boom, right.
0: Boom. So I leave a, a banjo as well, if I'm not mistaken.
1: Could very like I, I'm not gonna tell you there's no banjo, that would be ridiculous. There's a lot. Oh, there's, 100% of there's a hundred percent a banjo going on in this one, and then they even bring a piano in later on, mostly just playing those backbeat chords
0: yeah so a little bit of and this streamer. is where the the twang becomes too much I'm so sad and lonely,
1: lonely.
0: it's like alright guys we get it yeah
1: yeah we do and we did so um yeah they go into another like then they like I said they alternate so it's just gigolo and then I Ain't Got Nobody again and then country guitar solo Country well, the country guitar, guitar, guitar solo
0: happens before uh, before he comes back into just a gigolo.
1: Um I think he does it again.
0: Well, yeah, there's probably. A few, oh, sorry, yeah, there's the another first, solo. The I missed the first. And there's, and, yeah, there's, there's, yeah, I missed the solo. First solo comes in at the minute mark. Second one at about the two minute mark.
1: Yeah, that's the one. But yeah, it's it's an electric guitar this time. Real picking solo, lots of country twang. That's I mean that's applies to all statements we've say, we say.
0: Yeah, I mean that's basically the vibe of this one We're getting into minutia now yeah. Just like when things occur But uh, we got a harmonica more prominently Oh, it comes in for like little stings on this Yeah, second it kind of version. It
1: plays that um, I think it's the backbeat Backbeat chords Yeah yeah. So the harmonica takes that over um, And then they just kind of keep going Do another Ain't Got Nobody And then another yep. solo But this one is This is like a whole hootenanny oh yeah uh and then i guess the other notable thing they do is when they go they go back into i ain't got nobody but this time it's like they kind of break it down so for the lines yeah. where they do the descending chords the I ain't got nobody that cut out the instruments mm-hmm. um and then just do it vocally and then come in with the instruments and then i'm so sad and low and then come in with the instruments again
0: that's right, yeah, yeah. they're coming at the end half of that.
2: Yeah,
1: so really they've just made it alternate instead and made it very, very, very country.
0: V country.
1: Capital V, though.
0: Um. Yeah, capital V. And then it's like a one big note finish. It's like a bam
1: Yeah, there's a lot of uh, definitive endings on these. Like none of them really fade. Yeah. I don't think it makes sense to fade. That's, it's not much of a fade-out no, track. No, it's not really. Like, what would you... Just keep singing. Just, yeah. Uh, well,
0: yeah. I guess go. with the ad-libbing work, you really could uh, know No her girl, sure. You could just be like, I'm gonna show to
1: woman to come and do my and somebody's like, like We're gonna, just gonna turn, <laughs> turn this that down.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So that's the that's, that's the twang. super country version. It's sounding very country, very country. Let's talk about cracker. C- C- Cr- Cray- uh,
1: I don't know exactly how to pronounce it. I'm pretty sure it is um Belgi- Belgian. So I've been like Dutch. Cracker.
0: Cracker. Uh, I'm going to call him Cracker. Just for, for ease. Yeah, I'm sorry if th- that's it's obviously not how it's pronounced. pronounced.
3: 2015. Cracker. Just a
0: gigolo, and I, where I go. People know the part I play. Paid for every dance. romance. Ooh, what they say. Um, Alex, what do you what do you know about Cracker?
1: Ah, uh, I think it might be Cracker, Cracker, Cracker. Um, not a whole lot <laughs> on a lot of compilation albums, and it's okay. probably Belgian or Dutch.
0: Sure, that's I'll buy pretty
1: it. much what I got. Because if you look like sixty-eight monthly listeners, it's not a huge artist.
0: Right. So you look at the place with the most listeners. That's probably where they're from. Um, it'll tell you the city. I also
1: looked up the name, and it seems to be Bel. It, like listed Belgium as a location. I was like, yeah.
0: Okay, they've got f- they got four listeners in Munich.
1: Oh, could be German too. Could be German. I mean, it's all right, close
0: together. <laughs> well, yeah, they've got two listeners in Vancouver.
1: Probably Canadian then.
0: Shit, and <laughs> two listeners in Mexico City. Probably. Two listeners in Los Angeles.
1: Well, we gotta average those out. They're from the center of the Atlantic Ocean.
0: There you go. So this these C people have come together to make an acoustic <laughs> version.
1: Allegedly acoustic. I didn't think it was very unplugged.
0: Well, yeah, you know what? You're probably right. But maybe this is the flip side of the, the first track, where recording technology has come so far that while these instruments themselves may have been unplugged, the ability to record unplugged instruments has advanced so far. They sound I plugged.
1: So. I guess you could just have the, the mic close to it, but so like the guitar to me sounds electric or at least amplified in some way.
0: Oh, it's probably amplified, but maybe it's an acoustic guitar that's been amplified. True, you can do that. And yeah, you don't get some of that trademark like, sliding and noises. Yeah, very nice. Get on acoustic recording.
1: Anyway, it's unplugged, but it's kind of like finger quotes unplugged.
0: Yeah. But
1: that's not like a complaint, really. That's not a problem. It's just a weird way of it's, it's a it's weird, a marketing weird complaint. thing to name it. Anyway, um, but it also has kind of like a throwback. Like it opens with some record noise, which actually the very earliest yeah. version we listened to of Schroner opened with record noise. Yeah, um, it was just like had that because it was old, so it was kind of staticky. Yeah.
0: Fair enough. Um. Um. Yeah. The, we get some like finger snaps on this. This one gets
1: almost a little jazzy at times, like the way the drums are played, a little almost kind of swishy. Da, da,
0: da, da, da. Yeah. <laughs> and then we got a, a pretty bright bass line. It's uh, following that walking style from the Prima version, the boom, 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 mm-hmm. boom doom, 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 doom. A little jazzy, a little blues sometimes too. Yeah,
1: it's got a little, little bit of this, a little bit of that.
0: Like that guitar is uh, bun, does a lot bun, of blues bun, licks. I don't know.
1: So, it definitely has, like, a distinctive sound. It's more on the, like, singer-songwriter end. Yeah. With, like, you know, guy singing with a guitar.
0: Yeah. Obviously. Though he does still get backup vocals backups. on the That's second true. repetition of the verse.
1: Lots of layers on those backups.
0: Lots of layers. Gigolo,
1: gigolo, gigolo. <laughs> right, they bring in those backups. Mm-hmm. And he does, like, a pretty good intensity build. They also, of course, have the, I ain't got nobody stuff this one's pretty close to the lewis prima structure like, yeah um similar to uh you know david lee roth village people
0: yeah it is it's a david lee roth treatment but with more focus on organic instruments rather than synthesizer yeah, rather than
1: synthesizers and stuff Now worrying about do they have horns i didn't write anything down about horns
0: um i don't think so
1: yeah i didn't think so
0: like you said, it's more in that singer songwriter vein. So we got drums, bass, and a guitar. True.
1: Yeah. Um, and yeah, they kind of go through that. He's got the backup singers. He's got the same like harmonies or similar harmonies. They could honestly be different chords. I wouldn't necessarily notice. Yeah. Um, And he does some ad libbing. It's kind of what. Yeah, a little boozy what boozy what you, bop. What you might expect. Just some boozy boozy bop. Um, there's times where he's like he's gets like kind of guttural with his voice and it's kind yeah. of like lower growly but like from the gutter the gutter yeah
0: yeah does a little guitar like blues jam at about the 210 mark
1: yeah his little kind of solo thing Oh yeah, yeah. and no, then he, he starts to do like some ad libby sounds, but it's kind of sounds like he's away from the mic, like he's just talking to yeah. his band or something, or maybe the audience directly.
0: Yeah, he's kind of. Yeah.
1: So it has kind of that performance feel to it. Yeah, yeah, and that's uh, it's pretty decent. Different. Yeah. I mean, honestly, all of these versions have had pretty different sounds, and yeah. this one is no exception
0: even if they are structurally very similar. They are structurally similar, but yeah, all carry their own their own genre, their own unique identifying marks. Which means it's time to talk about which one of those did the worst, which one of those did the best, and which one of those I had a bonus category in mind and I lost it. Um oh yeah, which one of those you would perform in a a one-man stage show
1: a one-man stage show
0: (laughs) it's a lot of it's very theater side to this song I find so Alex it's our final verdicts worst version which is it
1: worst version honestly I didn't really like the Bing Crosby version all that much
0: fucking suck it Bing
1: I I think it's Bing Crosby not really bad but like once we hit Louis Prima they kind of get better and like the first one we talked about is just old so, now Bing Crosby, on the other hand, I feel like could have done a little more with it, but didn't.
0: That's fair. That's a fair point. Um, Yeah, I'll double in on that. I mean, I think some of the later versions, I don't think the twang was incredible. but
1: That's true. I didn't like the twang yeah, that much.
0: It's more listenable in a lot of ways than the Bing Crosby version. Yeah, I think, honestly, the Bing version version's biggest crime is being old as well. Yeah. But there's also better Bing it's Crosby really songs out there. there. I think Bing Crosby held tight to a... Uh, like, a lot of these people did hold tight to the more popular version. But Bing Crosby held to a version that wasn't even that great. <laughs> it was kind of boring. And he's like, oh, i got to do it just like that. Yeah. And then when so
1: Connie Francis did it much better. That's right. By, by moving so, through those genres.
0: Exactly. Now, Alex, what is your pick for best?
1: What is my pick for best? Because I actually, I actually enjoyed um, several of them. and i would say I, I i generally enjoyed the like louis prima stuff just cuz it's very mm-hmm. active. oh yeah so really i mean i probably have to go with louis prima
0: but like it's a classic, i also really a like choice. the connie
1: francis version uh and then everything also after that like choice. was interesting but was just kind of following louis prima so really yeah. i think i think that's got to be it
0: yeah, if you're taking prima, I gotta take Connie Francis, cause I think that was a very active version. Yeah. It was different from the Louis prima version and from uh, you know the original stuff, the original orchestration, and yeah, real energy to it. Really takes you through some emotional journeys. She's got a good voice. It was fun. It's good. I liked it. Best version. Alex performing a one-man stage show. Alex Mildenberger sings Alex whatever singing. the fuck he wants. Whatever. Um. What the, what, what version are you performing?
1: What version am I performing? I think it's gotta be it's gotta be David Lee Roth, and I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why it's David Lee Roth. Um, that's probably the easiest one to do. David Lee Roth isn't really known as like an insanely skilled vocalist, you know? Right. Uh, and honestly, I think some of he wasn't like always totally in time. Well, maybe that's on purpose, but the timing is like a little looser in that one, so that's probably the simplest one to do. Okay. Really.
0: Now, are you going to just sing, or are you going to play some of the instruments as well? Are you going to be hitting that synth?
1: Unclear.
0: Unclear. Well, it's it. it. I'm going to say up, man.
1: sometimes. I'll play some of the synth. It depends, because sometimes you got to go in front and do some leg kicks.
0: Right. It, okay, yeah. so you'll have like a few sections some where you'll of it actually hit some Play notes. some
1: synth if you're feeling cool. Maybe there's no saxophone. Maybe you just have a synthesizer to replace that right play the solo because i'm the most important one there but Uh, all eyes on me and then you know for the rest of it i'm dancing around
0: beautiful excellent um in a different direction i'm gonna go with bajazern Bajazern. i'm gonna do their version i'm gonna learn dutch or whatever the language is spanish yeah spanish said danish oh danish (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what the fuck am I going to learn Spanish for Alex <laughs> yeah I'll learn Danish and and you know kind of knock that version it's a low guttural version I can do it I'll surround myself with real musicians
1: ah yes just, that's the important part and,
0: that's the important part is I'll I, I'll use it as a, a way to network with Danish musicians that'll never work They'll, they won't understand me because all I'll know how to say is just a gigolo and a jigolo something else Shigalo. Shigala. that's what i do that's that's what i do that's how i do it that's our final verdict if you got a different opinion similar opinion want to tell us about a version we didn't talk about which which there are many Hit us up on Twitter, hashtag CoverMePod, at Jake the Cressy at some AlexWiseGuy. Send us comments, questions, concerns there, or by email at CoverMePod at gmail.com. Rate and review us. We're on Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, your favorite podcasting app. I don't know why I lead with Spotify and Stitcher. I should probably lead with Apple Podcasts, the, 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 the titan of the podcasting game. The
1: one that you can put reviews on, star ratings.
0: And the one you can put reviews and star ratings on. Tell your friends about us. Tell your neighbors about us. Put up some flyers for us. If you get in trouble, send it our way. We'll deal with the... Don't... No, I can't. I can't say that in good faith. I know nobody will listen to this or do that. Nobody's even going to listen to this episode about Shoner Gigolo. I'm going to have to call it just a gigolo. Even then, still, nobody's going to listen. But nonetheless, you can't commit crimes in our name, but do tell people about us. Yes. That's what I have to say there. Now, time for a bonus segment in which I ask Alex a question. Alex, of all the outfits that David Lee Roth wore in the hit music video Just a Gigolo slash I Ain't Got Nobody from 1985, which one do you think you could pull off?
1: Let's see. Probably not the leather. Um, Some of them are pretty loud. I don't want too many patterns. So I feel like if it's anything, it's got to be, yeah, his, like, sparkly silver... Uh tux thing when when the guys in pink are playing in front of the outhouses. Oh, yeah. that has it. got striped pants. Uh it's got some yeah, got some yeah, st- good formal wear. Shoes. Yeah. Got a big comically large bow tie. Yeah, I think that's the one that works the most. Everything else is like it's it's a bit too loud or specific. Like I said, the leather's okay. a bit yeah, much.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's true.
1: The like no shirt thing. I mean, maybe. But, yeah, I have Yeah, yeah
0: maybe. It. Yeah, fair enough. I think, I think I'd outfit? go with... My outfit is around, so you go like 535 when he's leaving the uh, women's changing room and now going back to his studio. He's got that fishnet shirt and this it's sparkly... <laughs> yeah, his, like, I, th- I think I can
1: pull that off. Blazer. That's like... Yeah. yeah I've seen snakeskin, silver snakeskin pants. Yeah,
0: like it's pants. like a silver snakeskin thing. Uh, it's got some glasses on, floral, white gloves.
1: Kind of floral, but more like just a flower pattern. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. I think he's even got a chain of some kind.
0: Yeah, some kind of chain's going on there. He's... I feel like maybe I couldn't pull it off, but it's maybe it's aspirational wear. And that fishnet is glittery. Just yeah, to be that clear, is a that's glittery a glittery fishnet. fishnet.
1: Yeah. That's a strong fishnet.
0: Oh, you're right. It's that'll, loud that'll as hell. Where the fuck feet. am I gonna wear that? Yeah. That's how strong <laughs> that's, that fishnet is. That's how strong that is. If you want to tell us what what costume you'd wear from the, the David Lee Roth music video for just a jigglow slash I ain't got nobody, hit us up on Twitter, hashtag costume me. I like that one, costume meme. It's a little weird because it's,
1: it's costume and then
0: meme. Costume meme. Costume <laughs> yeah. Well, too late now. It's out there in the ether. And with that bonus segment wrapped up, it is now the end of our episode. And as we always say on Cover Me, when the end comes, I know they'll say just another podcast. Life goes on without Cover Me.